Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Self-doubt and anxiety can be crippling. You can get stuck in your own head and once you start doubting one thing about yourself, you can find it hard to stop doubting everything, right? Self-doubt and overthinking can really affect your career progression too and the magnitude of the impact you can make at work. And self-doubt in relationships can also be a big problem. But what causes self-doubt and how can you get rid of it and become more confident? We are going to talk a little bit about what causes self-doubt. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics, the inner critic and your true self. I'm going to give you some common thoughts that women in leadership have and five really powerful tips to help you say goodbye to self-doubt and hello confidence once and for all. So make sure you stay tuned. Before I get into today's episode and give you the intricacies of the inner critic and explain to you a bit more about how to become more confident, I just wanted to share my own story and my own journey to confidence. Growing up, I had a really, really nice childhood. I grew up in Carlo in Ireland with my mom and dad and my two sisters. And I have such fond memories of, you know, being a child playing in the back garden, out in the sunshine, my mom cooking a barbecue. I had such amazing friends and but I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Even though I grew up in a really loving home, for some reason I just felt like, I don't know, I just didn't fit in. As I grew and went through my teenage years and all of that, I think I kind of lost it a little bit. And then I remember in my early 20s, um, you know, there's always that one bad boy that breaks your heart. And I had that person. And that completely and utterly shattered my confidence and it turned my life upside down in terms of I literally no longer felt good enough. You know, at that age when you're so impressionable and all of a sudden everything changes in your 20s, doesn't it? And you start realizing, hang on, I'm not a teenager anymore. You're going to college. You've got this new kind of independent life. And I guess you're just trying to find your way in the world. And I suppose looking from people looking at me on the outside in, I always seemed okay, mostly, especially in the work sense. I mean, I was always very kind of confident when it came to my work, but there was so many other things I wanted to do in my life and I just didn't have the confidence to do it. And one of those things was I always wanted to start my own business. And here's a fun fact. I actually tried to start my own event planning business back in 2007, actually, uh, when I was on maternity leave, but it just, I, it just couldn't, I, couldn't make it work because I had a young baby and I was going back to work but I always had this entrepreneurial streak in me 
But of course, the inner critic was like, well, you can't do that. Of course, you can't do that. You stay in your box and do as you, you know, keep going with your job. This is all you can do. And I did, like I've told you before, I really, really enjoyed my career, but I always felt that there was more for me. I always felt that there was more I could be doing in the world. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And you're going to hear me talk about 2020 a lot because it really was the year that everything changed for me. And coincidentally, actually, my birthday is um, the 20th of February, which is 2002. So there's something in those numbers for me, for sure, two zeros and the twos. During the pandemic, I was feeling really isolated, like so many people. And I love Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, actually come over because that's where you'll get to see me in my natural habitat and we can have the chats and DMs. And I love Instagram. And I started an Instagram blog account. Here's another fun fact called Happy Life with Lucy. I think it was around June 2020. And I remember um, I really wanted to do it. And of course, my inner critic was like, well, who do you think you are? Like, you can't do that. Only, you know, other people do that. Like, I love following Pippa O'Connor and Rosie Connolly and all those gorgeous fashion accounts and home and interior accounts. And I would have been looking at them. But a lot of the reason I wanted to go on to Instagram was that I saw so much perfection on Instagram. And I saw so many people, I suppose, compare themselves to these really, really high standards of this lifestyle that is absolutely attainable for you if you want it. But people are looking at those lifestyles in a sense of, okay, when I have that lifestyle, I'll be happy. And one thing I know for sure is that you won't be happy because that is not where happiness comes from. And we can talk about that another time. Back to Instagram. So I took the plunge. I spoke to my husband, John, and my son, Jaden, who was 12 or 13 at the time, and he had just started Instagram. So I was a bit like, oh God, like, is he going to tell me? No, he can't. You know, mommy, I don't want you to do it. But he told me to go ahead and do it. Now, starting a social media account where you are on video and talking on stories is one of the scariest things you could ever do, for me anyway. But I knew I really wanted to support people. So the whole premise of my original page was I wanted to help women live a happier life. And that's where it all came from. So I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. My follower numbers were kind of growing. I was sharing stories about, you know, things like this. And I was getting really kind of paranoid, I guess, because you have all these eyes on you. And then you have people who just never interact with you. And of course, my inner critic was popping up saying, Oh, they're looking at you now and all of this. But I have learned over the last couple of years to really take control of that voice. And that's what gave me the courage to start my own business. Because one thing, again, I know for sure is that if people are thinking things about you, they're going to think them anyway, whether you do the thing you want to do or whether you don't do the thing you want to do. So you might as well just step into your power and do that thing that you want to do and live your life your way a couple of years ago on women in the workplace and I'll I'll link to it actually on the show notes of this episode lucygarnan.com forward slash 006 and the author um, she posed six scenarios about confidence when it comes to leadership with women so we're going to play a little game now so you you just answer these to yourself true or false so number one is this true or false Confidence is seen as a necessary positive leadership trait and women are not promoted as far or as fast as men because they don't demonstrate confidence. Is that true or false? I'll tell you at the end. Number two, 
women are less confident in their abilities than men. Is that true or false? Number three, women need to step forward, lean in, be more assertive, demonstrate confidence and claim a seat at the table. Do you think that's true or false? Number four, women who are confident and assertive are often seen as unlikable, unpromotable and less likely to be hired. Is that true or false? Number five, take charge behaviour is rewarded when exhibited by men and punished when exhibited by women. Do you think that's true or false? And then number six, no one, male or female, likes a shrill, bossy woman. woman. Is that true or false? So they're actually all true, with the exception of number two, which is that women are confident in their abilities. But really, it's all that other stuff. We're afraid to be, you know, putting ourselves out there. We're afraid to be more assertive because of what reasons? I just don't know. But we're going to jump into that a little bit more today. So you do have the confidence in your own abilities, right? You know that you have so much you can offer. And this is the thing is that you really know that you can. So what stops you? Where does this self-doubt come from? Producing your inner critic. We all have this inner critic and it's different for all of us. And this is the term that's sometimes used to describe the unwanted voices inside your head that stop you from moving forward. And you know your inner critic has shown up because you feel inadequate in some way and you feel really badly about yourself. And this is exactly where your self-doubt is stemming from. But just know that these voices were created to protect you as a survival or coping mechanism from childhood, usually. There's a book called Taming Your Gremlin, a surprisingly simple method for getting out of your own way by Richard Carson. And he refers to these voices as monsters in your head or gremlins, right? That are there to kind of stop you from moving forward. And I link to the book at the show notes so you can see it. It's go to lucygarnan.com forward slash 006. Now, there is a way that you can stop these negative voices, these voices that are stopping you from becoming who you were born to be, from from going for that promotion or for saying what you want to say or for being assertive to take control of your work-life balance. You can take control of this, but it does take time and work and repetition, but you can do it. In fact, a lot of the work I focus on with my one-to-one clients is this mindset work because it just takes time and you need tools and you need to understand your own mind. But I promise you, if you can master your mind, you can master anything. I actually once had a client who wanted to go for a promotion. And although she had over 20 years experience and she had been headhunted for the role and she knew, you know, she had belief in her own ability, she just didn't feel confident about taking the actual role. If that was a man, he would have jumped head first. So cue imposter syndrome. This imposter syndrome is just so prevalent in women. With my client, she knew she had big shoes to fill and she was using her energy, doubting herself instead of channeling that energy into focusing on why she was hired in the first place. So we worked through all of this as part of the my program Powerhouse Revolution and I helped her to break through and shine and she absolutely did. I'm smiling here thinking about her. 
like it's so funny because when you look at your your colleagues or even if you know you look at a, a leader that you um recognize or you admire you're going to see so much positivity about that person you're going to think she's a powerhouse you're going to think wow look what she does and I can guarantee you most women just don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there even the ones who are are feeling usually a little bit uncomfortable about it so mindset work takes time consistency dedication and repetition and like I said once you have the right tools and the right support I promise you you can kick negative self-talk for good so today I'm going to give you a, a little head start on how you can begin to stop these negative voices so the number one thing you can do which sounds simple and it's always the simple things that are the most powerful it's just awareness I want you to imagine yourself when those voices start in your head telling you you're not good enough or you're not worthy or people think this about you and if I say this they'll think this about me. I want you to just become an observer of your thoughts. So literally you know disconnect from your body and your mind and just kind of imagine there's another you floating watching you and do this playfully with curiosity. Become aware that you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You are completely separate from your thoughts. Your thoughts are just taking over your mind. And as you get to know your gremlins or your inner critic, and the more aware you become, you will learn to live easier with them. They never really go away, but you can learn to manage them. Okay, and everyone has them. So by shining the light of your awareness on this negative self-talk and self-doubt and getting really curious with yourself as to why are you thinking these things? What evidence have you got to support that this is true? You will reduce their effect. Learn to turn down the volume on your inner critic and turn up the volume on your true self. So your true self is that voice that is willing you on to succeed. And how do you know what voice to listen to when that other voice is so, so loud? I'm going to tell you now the difference. So again, if you're multitasking, come back to me. The difference between how you know when your inner critic is talking to you and how you know that it's your true self that's talking to you. And I've done a little um, graphic on my website on the show notes so you can see it really visually and really clearly. If you go to lucygarnan.com forward slash 006, you'll see the graphic there. So you know your inner critic is talking to you because it's really critical and really cautious versus your true self which is supportive and encouraging. It's willing you on. Your inner critic is always negative, whereas your true self is positive. Your inner critic will only see obstacles, whereas your true self will see possibilities and opportunities. Your inner critic will make you doubt your abilities, but your true self encourages your potential. Your inner critic wants to protect you from threat, so it stops you from taking action. You'll be procrastinating and you'll be making all these excuses why you shouldn't say this or why you shouldn't do that. But your true self knows what you can become and it moves you forward. Your inner critic tells you things like, "Mm, this could be risky, you could get hurt or you might get embarrassed. So, you know, think about that situation where you're thinking about speaking up and then you go, oh God, no, I can't do that. That's your inner critic, right? It's trying to keep you safe. It's telling you, remember last time? Do you remember the last time you did that, what happened? So it's constantly reminding you of what happened in the past and it is absolutely instilling limiting beliefs on you that are stopping you from moving forward. 
versus your true self, which is that little tiny voice that's telling you to love who you are, try new things, and it's always going to encourage you to learn and grow and just keep on trying. Now I'm going to share some common gremlins or inner critic voices that I have experienced with women in leadership roles and men too, by the way. So let's see, do you recognize yourself in any any of these? So we have Miss Perfect. This should be this way. And when it's not this way, I feel out of control. Miss Not Good Enough. I can't speak up. People won't take me seriously. I'm not good enough. Misses Goals. Unless I'm achieving big things, I'm worthy. Miss Restless. I need to keep on doing because if I'm not doing and I'm not working hard, I'm not achieving, which ultimately means I'm not good enough. Miss Procrastination. Uh, I'll just do something else first. No, I won't go to that meeting because I, I have to do this. So it's avoiding the task. But really, it's trying to just keep you safe and keep you out of harm's way. And there's lots more things um, from an inner critic perspective that I would see with women. But they're just some of the top ones. We have the stickler too. You know, it can't be right. That can't be right. And I won't let you away with it. So it's all to do with that control. So if you want to learn a little bit more about your mind, actually, I've designed a really fun but insightful leadership quiz so you can find out what your leadership style is. And some of these self-sabotaging characteristics are entwined in the quiz and you can learn what you can do about them. So just head over to my website, lucygarnan.com forward slash quiz, and you can take the quiz there and you will get a customized development strategy giving you tips to help you to overcome those negative voices. So now I'm going to give you some tips to stop the self-doubt. So there's five of them. So here we go. Tip number one, get to know your gremlins or your inner critic. Know that this is not you. You can even name it, make it a little bit fun. Tip number two, become aware of who and what triggers that inner voice, that, that inner critic. What situation is it? What person is it? Tip number three, Find out their purpose. So is there a positive intention behind this negative voice that's telling you all of these things? Get really curious with yourself and learn more about your mind. Tip number four, change your thinking. Remember, where attention goes, energy flows. So if you allow these negative thoughts to fester, you're just going to attract more negativity. So you are in full control of your thoughts and you have full power to flip that negativity to positivity in an instant. And tip number five, practice manifestation. The law of attraction states that positive thoughts attract positive outcomes. Negative thoughts attract negative outcomes. So just start to train your mind to be more positive. And the more aware and the more positive energy you can inject into your life, the less effect these inner critic voices or this these gremlins will have on you. So some examples, again, if you go to the website, I've done a little um, infographic there. So how you can flip a negative thought to a positive one. So instead of telling yourself, I can't do this, you replace that thought as soon as it comes in to say, I am more than capable of doing this. Or when that thought comes in saying, I am not good enough, you flip that immediately and say, I am absolutely perfect as I am, even if you don't believe it, because you can trick your subconscious mind, okay? Or there's a few of them on the website you can take a look, I'll just read one more. Um, I made a stupid mistake, so I'm just going to beat myself up. So instead of saying that to yourself, you can say, I use mistakes as opportunities to grow and learn. So you see the difference? There's always a way you can flip that negative to positive and you will feel so much better about yourself. 
That's it for today's episode. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what your key takeaway was. Are you ready to silence that inner critic once and for all? And please just know that everybody has these voices, even the people who appear so confident. I promise you, everyone has these inner critic voices. And it takes a lot of work. It doesn't happen easily. It takes a lot of mindset work, a lot of repetition, a lot of um, learning new tools and skills to help you to overcome these negative voices. But I promise you, you can do it. So if you found today's episode valuable, I would really appreciate if you would share it with your colleagues because I really want to spread the word about the inner critic. and I want people to know that you are not that voice. You are your true self. And if you just turn up the volume on your true self, listen to that voice that's whispering, that's willing you on and turn down the volume on the inner critic, I promise you your life will begin to change. So that's it from this week. Um, I will talk to you again next week. Until then, take care and mind yourself.